the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Good to be with you today as we are each and every day from 3 to 5. You can watch us right now on KKLA.com. Of course, listen on the radio or your favorite radio app. Just look for KKLA in Los Angeles, KPRZ in San Diego, and uh, check us out. We uh, we take a look at the uh, news of the day. There are lots of stories. Of course, we have the uh, hurricane. We're going to talk a little bit about that today and uh, some other things. Mitch McConnell, the Republican minority leader, had another episode today where he froze all of a sudden. If you remember a few months ago, there was an episode where he was staring at the camera and uh, doing a press conference, people asking him questions, and uh, he just suddenly froze. And uh, he stood there and didn't say anything for a while. He kind of left is what people thought. They said later that he didn't have a stroke, uh, the last I looked at that, but that he had a seizure. Mitch McConnell is 81, 81 years old, and it, along with the presidential race and lots of other things, is raising the question about age. In a minute, I'll play that clip for you of where he was frozen and uh, again today, and it just raises the question, should we have a constitutional amendment, which is what it would take to limit the age of a person in who becomes president or a person who becomes senator? or uh, anything like that, to limit the uh, or Supreme Court even, or any kind of role, it would take that. Because right now there's no age limit. You can be 105 and still get elected president or elected, I think, to anything. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. When you take a look at uh, lots of people who are running for office, uh, Diane Feinstein, or people who are in office right now, Diane Feinstein, our state senator, is 90. Um, Chuck Grassley from Iowa, he turns 90 in September. He's 89 and a half right now. Do you, do you say 89 and a half if you're 89? When do you stay, you know, when you're a kid, right, you like to say that half. You know, I'm six and a half, I'm seven and a half, eight and a half. When do you stop? Like, well, you know, shouldn't I be able to say, you know what, I'm something and a half. I think I'm going to do that when I'm old. Can we just start uh, saying decades? She's eight, eight, eight decades old. Eight decades. She's nine. Nine decades old. Maybe that's what you do. Like you're dying fine saying, like, I'm not 90. I'm nine decades old. Uh, you know, at some point you got to embrace it. Uh, I don't know. I like the half. I think, uh, Wilbert, remind me when I'm in my 80s to uh, start saying I'm uh, 81 and a half. 81 and a half. I think you want to start counting those. Uh, 8.9 decades old. Right. Or months, something like that. I think I'm pushing 600 months here pretty soon. I, I should uh, calculate that. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is 82 in September. McConnell is 81. Many others in the Senate alone are turning 80 next year uh, or the year after. President Biden is 82 this fall. He would turn, if he gets reelected, he'll turn 84 in his first year of his second term. That's remarkable. 
Uh, Donald Trump is 77. He would turn 79 shortly after becoming president, just a few months in, in June of his first year if he becomes president again. There is a lot of politics uh, about this, but also a lot of concern. This is the this is the clip of uh, Mitch McConnell today. What are my thoughts about what? Right. He was at a press conference, and he was asked about whether or not he's running for re-election. His re-election comes up in 2026. Great question, actually. Are you going to run again, considering your health? He's fallen. He's had these episodes, and uh, this is what ha- what happened. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. That's right. long pause. So what's happening is he's just standing there and he stopped responding to the question. And if you look carefully at the video, it's a troubling video. And, you know, we need to we need to pray for him personally and his family. And of course, everybody who has, you know, we get older, we're going to have these moments. But what's happening in the video too, his eyes move a little bit, you know, over to the right of his head and he starts to stare off and his eyes don't move this entire time. In a second, you'll hear an aide come over and try to help him out, and uh, he mutters something, but his eyes don't even move. Did you hear the question, Senator, running for re-election in 2026? All right, I'm sorry, you all, we're going to need a minute. Senator, Penny. So now he's got two people uh, standing there, and uh, he kind of comes back, and it's almost like, uh, what was the question again? But then they, they took him off, and uh, he they say he's fine now, um, but obviously he's not fine. I think everybody knows he's not fine. I, I've got questions, though. Why? To me, when you're having that kind of trouble, you know, and he's, the, he's not just the senator from Kentucky. He is the Republican minority leader. He's in charge of uh, the minority in the Senate. He has an awful lot to do with uh, how the Senate runs. Isn't there somebody else who's a Republican who can uh, move into the role of minority leader? I would think so. Uh, it's going to be Chuck Grassley. He's almost 90. He's older than Mitch. You know, it's uh, – and I think some of it probably has to do with, you know, how well you're doing. But here I think we have a we have a scene here where I think it's clear that he's just not doing too well. Uh, you got a lot of good response from people responding to him personally. This is President Biden was asked about it today. I just heard literally coming out. And uh, Mitch is a friend, as you know, not a joke. We, we always I know people don't believe that the case, but we have disagreements politically, but he's a good friend. And so I'm going to try to get in touch with him later this afternoon. I don't know enough to know. I think that's true. They're friends. They've been working together for a thousand years uh, over there. Uh, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Uh, Jim in Azusa, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes, well, it sounds to me like he's uh, devoid of all his faculties. And, uh, you know, if he had any uh, morality about him, he'd probably resign because he can't live up to the post. Do you think Do you think he should resign just from the uh, minority leader post, or should he give up his Senate seat altogether? Give up his Senate seat altogether, and they ought to pass a law in the Senate and the House that you have to retire by 80. Yeah, that's where it would take a constitutional amendment uh, to do that. Do you think that we should do that, say, with uh, the Senate or House president, Supreme Court? You know, should there be an age limit? And what is it? What's the age limit? Well, 
you know, it's kind of hard to say right off the top of my head, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think eighty for sure would be the max. So you eighty, it's probably pretty good. So do you think then that? Uh, President Biden should uh, resign or Donald Trump shouldn't run because he'll be 80 if he wins well, again or, you know, <laughs> how, how Biden, got, Biden you, got in there illegally in the first place. He shouldn't even be well, there. That's not <laughs> OK. Well, he's there. OK, let's say uh, he, let's say he gets reelected and everyone's like and there's no, uh, you know, nobody says he cheat or Trump wins and uh, he's going to be 80. Do you quit when you turn 80 or do you get to finish? How does it work? Yeah. Yes, that's what I would. If I was uh, in charge of this country, I would. I, well, I mean, I would get a law passed that when you turn eighty and you're in the, the uh, position of a, of a of some kind of leadership, yeah. we have a lot of responsibility, you know. Obviously, yeah. And I think that's the troubling yeah. part, Jim. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. You know, what do you think about that, everybody? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. You know, I think that people who are 80 who are doing super well would disagree with you. I think, obviously, President Biden disagrees with you. Donald Trump would disagree with that. Uh, Obviously, Mitch McConnell does, but he's clearly, I think, you know, if I'm his family, right? And that's another thing that lots of people kind of jump on here and they say is is they say, you know, not that, you know, they say these guys um, are in the public eye and having these these moments that are embarrassing you know, what's their family doing? You know, why why are we having them continue to run? Diane Feinstein, you know, recently, you know, was shown just completely unaware of what the situation was around her. And there's been several cases of that. She's 90 years old. She's going to serve, what, till 2026, I think. Um, Bernie Sanders is 82. He seems to be, uh, you know, he seems to be a, a lot like himself. You know, that's he seems to be, you know, OK, but at that age, you know, what do you do? Uh, I'm glad that people have been nice about it to each other. I was, you know, happy with, uh, you know, President Biden's, uh, you know, nice comments there. And I think that's true that they are friends. 888-528-2557. There's a lot of politics, though, in all of this. OK, and uh, it's pretty significant in Kentucky. The interesting thing where Mitch McConnell is, let's say that he has to resign his seat. And he can't be senator. Well, then the governor, Governor, uh, what's it, Beshares, Deshares, uh, Governor, I forgot to look up his name. Uh, he said, uh, he, right now, the law in Kentucky says you have to, re- he would have to, he's a Democrat, he would have to appoint another Republican. So sometimes there is the tension of, well, if uh, he can re- appoint a Democrat, then it tips the balance of the Senate a little bit further uh, into the Democrats' hands. So there's certainly a politic there. And that politics does exist because there's 10 states, including uh, Kentucky, where the person appointed by the governor to fill a vacancy must be of the same party as the departed senator. I, you know, that kind of makes sense in the will of the people sort of way. But there is a fight. So there's been already a couple of uh, Democratic uh, attorneys in Kentucky say, you know what, we are going to um, probably fight that if Mitch McConnell has to quit. And they might have a case. The 17th Amendment says that uh, when vacancies happen in the representation of any state, this is the amendment that uh, gave the voters the right to vote for senators and not just be picked by the state. The state. So we got to vote for senators. Um, but it has this in there about vacancies. When vacancies happen, the represent, representation of any state in the Senate, 
the executive authority of such state shall issue writs of election to fill such vacancies. Okay, constitutional language. But provided that the legislator of, uh, legislature of any state may empower the executive thereof to make temporary appointments until the people fill the vacancies by election. So the argument's going to be, does the legislature have the right to limit who the governor can choose, meaning by party, which that's what they have done in Kentucky, or does the legislature only have the right to tell the governor you can pick a temporary person until they are filled by an election? You know, that's that's the difference there. And people are going to argue, what does the United States Constitution mean in the 17th Amendment? Uh, I don't know. I think it, you know, honestly, it probably means that the governor gets to pick whoever he wants. That's certainly how it is in this state. And that's an interesting thing because the person you pick you are anointing them as the next Senate who probably would be the candidate. So if you're Gavin Newsom and Dianne Feinstein has to quit, uh, who do you pick for Senator of California? Obviously, he's going to pick a Democrat, but do you pick the person, you know, essentially, he would be anointing that person, you know, this Democratic race, there's five or six people already running for that seat, as she has said, she's not going to run. If he picks somebody, well, then do you still have the normal race? Do you pick somebody who is not one of those people so they know they're only going to serve for a couple of years? You know, what do you do? Or if you have to, if you're if you're the governor of Kentucky and you have to pick a senator, a Republican, and you're a Democrat, do you pick a, you know, a moron who's a Republican? You know, do you, how do you balance between the politics and you know, do you pick somebody who's just completely incompetent so you guarantee that they lose the next time around if they're the candidate do you throw that kind of wrench into it what do you do all right 888-528-2557 how do we deal with this because i think it's a big problem you've got all these these guys it's it's several who may not be able to actually do their job or soon will not or even if they can there might be a crisis because of their sudden uh, illness or death which is possible uh, and uh, lots of politics. 888-528-2557. Stacy in Garden Grove, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Um, I don't think you should have an age limit. I don't think that's right. I think there's several 80-year-olds that are, their mind is good, their health-wise they're good. I do think, however, that maybe they need to um, have, and, and look at Fetterman in Pennsylvania. He's not that old, but yet he has problems. Right. People wonder so if he's capable of doing the job. Out a certain group and where other people could have a problem also. Um, I do think that both sides, that a doctor from both sides should be able to evaluate the president before, before he can run to, for health, for mental, and maybe do it that way, but that way you have a Republican doctor and a Democrat doctor, so it's not going to be biased. You have doctor on each side saying, mm, this guy maybe shouldn't be running for, or when they're in there, that when you see obvious problems like with Dianne Feinstein, Mitch McConnell, the president, they can say, okay, yeah, both sides agree that, or one side, the problem would be, one side would say they're fine and one's not. So I don't know how you solve that problem. But yep. I know several people that are over 80 and they're fine. They're nine, 91. I know someone who's 91 that her mind is sharp as a whip. She's healthy, everything. So and it's completely arbitrary, know, isn't it? At a I mean, age yeah. can't run anymore. I'm not sure that's a good way of going either. Yeah, it's very tough. Uh, like uh, I say, with Fetterman, he's young, 
and he has a problem. Right. So what if it could be anybody that that. Yeah, I appreciate your call, Stacy. You know, it could be anybody who has a health thing going on. The issue maybe is more health than age. Right. What is your ability to do the job? But still, there's a question of how do you judge that? How do you um, because if you give the a doctor or somebody giving an exam to somebody the authority essentially to say this person can run or this person can't. Well, then you've got the problem of how do you do that? So you're a doctor and you examine uh, Diane Feinstein or Mitch McConnell or Joe Biden or Donald Trump. And even if you're on their side, or you vote their way, you come out and you say, this person's not qualified to run. They're in the early stages of dementia and I have diagnosed them with uh, these things going on. Well, those people are going to say, well, you're crazy, doc. You know, and other people are going to say, well, you've paid off the doctor to say that. There's going to be so much controversy to put that much power in one person's hand, right? The, the power ultimately has to belong to the voters. When you take a look at our country and how we're formed, there is something you'll see with the founding fathers about how important that is, that they, they would never want to give one individual so much power over the vote or over the qualifications of a person and so it's it's a very difficult thing to say this person just is too older, like uh, our last one of our last callers who said, hey, 80, you're done. And uh, you turn 80, and uh, even if you're president, you you drop out. You're done. The vice president takes over, and that's how it goes. Um, that's really hard to do. But there has to be some solution. It makes me nervous um, when I watch – you know, President Biden, there's a lot of stuff about his age, obviously. I watched him a lot today. He had a lot of comments today on different things. I thought he had a good day, right? I'm watching him, and I watch. I try to watch the C-SPAN version so I don't get the, just the, the clip, and I get, I get the before and after. You know, I like to see, you know, are you walking up to the podium? Do you know where the podium is? All the stuff that you don't see on the clips or that you don't see before the network turns over there. You know, it's super interesting when you actually take a look at that, right? And uh, do you – is there moments of confusion or other things going on that maybe I don't see on the news? You see all that. Today was a, a Biden good day, I would say. Um, but I think personally, I think that's the uh, – this is why I think he's not ultimately going to run. I think that's the stage he's in. Today is a good day. Uh, he's in the good day stage. If you take care of old people, you know what that is, right? Oh, today he had a good day. Dad had a good day today. But tomorrow you might say dad didn't have a good day today. He didn't know where I was and uh, he didn't know. <laughs> Biden, he keeps forgetting. There's a whole bunch of stuff on Biden's age right now. And uh, he seems to be forgetting the name of Secretary Mayorkas's name. Now, I don't blame him for that. I forgot Andy Bashir's name earlier just in the show today, right? So, you know, I – but he keeps looking at him and saying, this guy, or, hey, this guy, I'm so glad that uh, you're, you're here today. And, and But it's like he can't remember his name or he doesn't know who he is. Today, there was this weird thing in the press conference where Biden was asked by a reporter shortly after giving the, the comments about uh, McConnell, do you think he ought to run again? That's what people, it's hard to hear the question, but that's what the context of it is probably that's the question. And he didn't hear it right. And then he turns to Mayorkas and asks him, are you running? And Mayorkas says, no, I'm not. Sounded like this. Thank you. And should run for the election? Are you running? Okay, all right. Thank you. Nobody knows, nobody knows why he did that. He looks at Mayorkas, who's right behind him, and says, are you running? And he says, no, I'm not, sir. And uh, it's, a, it's a very interesting clip, but probably, you know, whatever's going on in his head. But I think he doesn't, he doesn't remember who he is. Maybe he doesn't know. 
I mean, you know, you pick a bunch of people on your cabinet and uh, maybe you just don't, you're on vacation most of the time, so maybe you just don't know who these people are. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. I'm curious about uh, if you think there ought to be a constitutional amendment. That's what it would take, by the way. The reason there would have to be an amendment about age or about some other qualification for president or senate or supreme court or something is because the constitution is the document that tells us what the qualifications are, say, for president. Your qualification uh, is you got to be born here, you got to be 35 years old at least, and uh, you have to, I forget the other one, I think you have to live here for 14 years in a row or something like that. That's it. And that's the only qualification. And to add a qualification to say you can't be 80 years old or you have to pass a health exam or, you know, you have to be able to uh, walk a mile on your own, you know, whatever you whatever you put in there, you can't. You can't just say the Congress cannot pass that law. It's not constitutional without passing a constitutional amendment. When the founding fathers put the age 35 in there, they were mostly young. You know, those guys, they wear their, you know, those wigs and they look like gray-haired old guys, but they were, what, in their early 30s, something like that. And they didn't expect to live all that long. Uh, People were beginning to live a little bit longer uh, back then. But, you know, you're still probably not going to live much past, you know, 55 or or something like that. That actually uh, recently changed. You know, there's a lot of these 55-plus communities out there, retirement communities. Some of you might live in those. You probably didn't move in when you were 55, though. And you uh, probably didn't move in maybe when you were 65, especially if you're turning 65 now. The reason is, is you're still working. You're not retired. But it used to be, well, you might be retiring at 55, but you weren't going to live to be 65. The world's changed uh, dramatically on this. I got to take a break. I see your calls, Eric and Linda and others. Uh, this is the Pastor Scott Show. You can watch the Pastor Scott Show right now on KKLA.com. You can also follow us on social media at Pastor Scott Show. Look for at Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Wednesday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. One way that you make it clear that age isn't a factor with you is you're pretty energetic. We see you travel the country. You show up on, you do interviews. Um, what do you, it is clearly an issue for many voters when it comes to President Biden. He's a year younger than you. Do you have advice to him on how he should uh, assuage those uh, concerns in the public about his age? Look, when people look at a candidate, whether it's Joe Biden or Trump or Bernie Sanders, anybody else, you know, they have to evaluate a whole lot of factors. Uh, I, you know, met with the president, I don't know, five or six weeks ago. We had a great discussion. He seemed fine to me. That was uh, Senator Bernie Sanders addressing the age issue. Apparently, he had a conversation with with uh, President Biden. He said, oh, you seem fine to me. And I thought, uh, you know, then they went down to the cafeteria and had some ice cream before the shuffleboard. You know, whatever they those two guys do. Uh, just making a joke there. But he's 82. We've been talking about do we how do we deal with the age or health issue of leaders? And it can be leaders uh, in other places or even in our own life. You ever think about it for yourself? You know, at what point are you too old to do whatever you're doing? Do you just hold on because you're bored and you don't want to give up? Or is there a time when it is wise to just say, you know what, it's time for me to uh, step aside, let somebody else do this? 888-528-2557 is the number. Eric in Riverside, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes, how you doing? Thank you. Good, Eric. Oh, thank you. 
Go ahead. What do you think? Yes. Uh, I believe that this should be a cognitive test. And I don't think we should. Uh, it's kind of discriminating to say just because you're 80. I mean, look at Trump, for example. I think he's 78. I think he might have just turned seven. I'm not sure if he just turned 78 or 79. He's 77 now. So he'll be 78 oh, next year. I mean, the guy is sharp as a tack. I mean, you know what I mean? He, right. he sleeps three to four hours a day. The guy works like 15 hours a day. I mean, the guy shows, I mean, he, he could outwork a 25-year-old, 30-year-old man, you know? He so, could, but as he, he uh, the age that he's at, he could be fine today and not fine tomorrow. The odds are growing. Correct. You know? Correct. And yeah, for sure. Yeah, but like, you know, I think also maybe they could do like a yearly cognitive test. I mean, past a certain age. Yeah. But like I said, I mean, he's as sharp as a tech. I mean, he took a... He took a cognitive test when he was president, and uh, I don't know why Biden hasn't taken one, but maybe Biden should take one, too, you know? Yeah, the, the interesting thing is, is I think, and I think that maybe some, some test is probably appropriate to be released to the public. They're still, right, because the voters ultimately are going to have to decide. Eric, thanks for calling on that. A lot of people are saying we should have a cognitive test for people. Um and, you know, whether or not they're able to do the job. But the difficult part is who makes the decision of, you know, how cognitively uh, degraded do you have to be, if that's the right term to use, uh, to be disqualified. And, you know, once again, the Constitution doesn't have any cognitive qualification. You're qualified uh, as long as you meet those things. Uh, But I think it's possible that, you know, you could have, you, you know, you, I don't know that you can require it. That's such an interesting, con, you know, uh, constitutional issue. But I do think that the people want to know, right? We, we get the president's health reports usually. Sometimes they're questionable. Um, but, you know, it doesn't qualify them or disqualify them on their own. Linda in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Linda, Hi, go ahead. Oh, hi. Hi, Pastor Scott. Hi. I'm a big fan of your show, and I just love you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so um, I don't agree with having an age limit um, because I um, saw a, an interview of, and I, I, I'm going to butcher his name, but um, Benjamin Ferenz, okay. um, who was a chief prosecutor for... Um, the prosecuting the Nazis back in my goodness, whenever that happened in the 1945. Anyway, um, he was and he worked up until the day that he passed, 103 years old. Mm, right. And he, oh my goodness, I love listening to smart people, <laughs> um, and I just really just enjoyed like listening to him and and you know, what he had to say. And he said uh, he was going to keep on working. And I thought to myself, my goodness, this is, um, you know, this is how it should be. Like, we shouldn't really, um, and like the previous caller said, you know, base, basing it on, on age because it is kind of discriminating. And, I mean, although I was also agreeing with, the, you know, doing the cognitive test, I, I see a lot of controversy in that as well because, you know, who determines what those questions will be. I mean, that in itself would be, you know, right. an issue of the work. But, um, you know, and, and, and my mom, for example, she's she has the best memory <laughs> than all her kids. She reminds us, uh, she's 82 years old, she reminds us of each other's birthdays. Um, she is, you know, she's been driving for 60-something years and has never gotten to an accident um, that has been her fault. 
I mean, and I don't think she's ever gotten a ticket either. Uh, she's sharp as a tech. She is the sharpest tool in the set. Um, and I, you know, I aspire to be like her. I really do. How old is she and, now? Um, 82. 82. Okay. 82. Yep. Um, and I, I don't know. I just don't think that that's, you know, um, and I, I feel really bad for president Biden because I don't think that his, his, you know, like, um, how they make fun of him and everything. He has a speech impediment. He has a lot of experience being in office and I think that he's doing a great job. I know that a lot of people will disagree with me on that, but whatever. You know, I, I feel like, um, you know, it's not something that, you know, we should really base, you know, their running, you know, or, or not. Um, my daughter was in the car with me when, um, when you know, the question first came up and she was like, well, I don't think that there should be an age, but maybe a term limit. And, and that's a good point. I think that maybe, yes, a term limit because these are elected officials and, you know, we do vote for them um, to be in office and, um you know, yeah. I think that, yeah, maybe a limit <laughs> uh, because, you know, the people that maybe initially voted for them maybe are no longer around or maybe they don't want them in office anymore. I don't know. You know, so, um, you know, that's an interesting, think- uh, an interesting point there is that if there's a term limit, at least there's a limit. So if something screwy mm-hmm. is going on, let's say they're hiding somebody's uh problem. You know, I don't know if we could do this as much today, but in 1923, I think it was, President Harding had a stroke and he lived for about three years before he passed away in office. People believe that his wife ran the country. Like, who's running the country? Uh, (laughs) President Wilson had a stroke and people think his wife ran the country for a couple of years. Um, You know, there's and if you had the problem, the nice thing about a term limit is at least that person, if they are in fact disabled and there is some other person running the country, at least that doesn't go on, you know, indefinitely. Forever. Right. 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 <laughs> and people think that, you know, all the time now. Uh, that's right. an interesting one. though. All right. Thank you, Linda, for calling the Pastor Scott show. I do think it's super hard. I do think it's for the voters. I think voters should be aware of all of this. I think that's how it's intended, actually that the voters would weigh these things. That's why you don't have uh, all of those things together. Uh, Lots of presidents have had different kinds of disabilities. I think most famously FDR in the wheelchair. Of course, they hid it back then. Uh, So many people did not know. Um, A huge controversy with President Roosevelt, though, our only president to get reelected more than twice. He was reelected four times. His fourth term that he got reelected for in 1944, people who ended up they did they did hide him from people and people who saw him in person were aghast at how he looked and there's a famous picture of him in San Diego he's on the uh, he's on a train and the picture he looks like he died yesterday and people said that who saw him they were just stunned that that was the health he was and he died just a couple of weeks later it um you know, there has been a history of hiding it. I think in the media today, that's that's obviously much harder uh, to do. But I think the voters should know. Should the voters know, you know, should we get the president's, uh, if they took a cognitive test, you can't base the qualifications on that, but not just the president. It can be a senator or anybody in, in public service. Um the voters ought to know. Here's what the doctor says. Obviously, there's a lot of controversy with that, too. You can have phony uh, phony baloney doctors. 
Uh, President Trump, if I remember, had this guy that people thought was was out there. I can't remember that story. Remember that guy? He kind of looked like, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, he looked like, uh, you know, Christopher Lloyd in Back to the Future. You know, you can imagine him giving the uh, coming out and giving the presidential report. You know, uh, uh, the president is in uh, perfect shape. You know, people said, really, that's your doctor? Is that who he is? Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, you can see what the uh, the thing is, but I don't think it – I think that there's too many controversies, but somehow we need to know. You know, I would like to know is President Biden or Dianne Feinstein or Mitch McConnell or any of these people who are really up there and who are showing publicly some problems, is it a lot worse than we think or are they better off than we think? You know, somehow I think we ought to know that. 888-528-2557. Amanda in Studio City, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Um, I'm sitting here on, bear with me here, I'm sitting here on the 405, and I'm thinking of what about your show today. And I'm thinking, here in California, and I don't know what it is in the rest of the country, but I know that there's a, like, when we go and get a driver's license, that at a certain age, like age 70, you have to go in and test to make sure that you're okay Yeah. to, to drive. And I think it's, I mean, I understand why you don't want to have an age limit. Perhaps I mean, you don't want to put an age limit, but I don't think that it's unreasonable to think that you need to make sure that somebody is cognitively okay. If you have to be able to, to drive a car to be okay, you should have to be okay to run the country. I think that is an excellent point, and I think that's where people really are, right, is that there's a lot of controversy with how do you determine, like, you know, if you're driving, right, if you're older and you're driving and you're listening, some of you are <clears throat> holding on tight to that driver's license and you shouldn't be driving, right? Right. Um, and uh, there used to be an old guy in my church, and I loved him to death, and uh, he would take me to lunch and insist on driving. And this guy, I personally watched crash into cars in the parking lot on Sunday mornings. And he didn't know he was doing it, right? And when, right. when he'd take me to lunch, you know, I was uh, saying prayers. I, you know, let people in the office know where my will is, you know, lots of stuff. And uh, I would count how many accidents we almost get into on the way to Coco's or wherever we were going. Uh, my father-in-law decided on his own years before, I'm going to quit driving when I'm 80. And sure enough, 80th birthday, handed over his keys to his wife and said, I'm done. And I thought, you know what? That's an incredibly responsible thing to do. It was the right thing to do. He needed to quit driving. Yeah. But if he had held on to those keys and said, forget you, I'm going to keep driving, uh, somebody could be dead or he could have been killed. I mean, it was it was a bad thing. But there there's a era, there's something here about personal responsibility yeah. that I think leaders have to uh, engage in that, that we should um, we should. Um, really ask about and be concerned about. I got to take a break. Amanda, thanks for your call. 888-528-2557. We'll be back. And uh, I want to know in your personal life, just as we shift this, you know, we talk about other people. um, When is it that you should turn over the reins of whatever it is, driving your car, maybe it's time to retire, um, you know, and assuming you've got the money to do it and other things, right? There's always those issues. But, you know, when is the right time to do it so that you are responsible and doing the right thing. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show. Uh, Jerry, I see your call. We'll get your call and others as the Wednesday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. 
Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Uh, an opening question on our thoughts on the president and the most common response has to do with his age, uh, how old he is in old president history. Does the White House have additional plans to demonstrate that he can continue to you know, do the job at his advanced age and kind of allay some of those concerns? I mean, look... Look, I appreciate the question. I get I get it often, as you know. Um, and it, what I would say, and I've said this many times, and many of my colleagues have said this, the president says this, if you watch him, if you've seen what he's done the last two years, this is a president has had a historic administration in just two years. Lots of questions about uh, the age of our politicians uh, who are serving President Biden. Of course, there are lots of questions. Poll came out this week that said 69% even of Democrats think that he's too old for another term. Mitch McConnell today froze again in a very um, disturbing or, you know, or sad, I think, uh, public moment. And uh, there's going to be a lot of questions, I think, this time more than even the last time about this. We've been talking about that. And, uh, you know, one of the things I think that for all of us in our careers or when it comes to driving or different activities, when do we stop? You know, when do we say it's time for me to to pass the torch, it's time for me to stop doing it? You know, even if we feel like we're fine, even if we feel because most of the time people feel like they're fine. Right. Uh, whatever people say about the president, he thinks he's fine, apparently. Right. Mitch McConnell, probably the same answer. I'm fine. You're not fine. But if he says so, you know, he's the decider on that. When is the right? What's the right thing to do here? Should there be a, a, a limit for people um, on age or is it something else? 888-528-2557. Jerry in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott. How are you, man? Good, Jerry. How are you doing? Oh, God is good. I'm blessed. I'm glad. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Um, You know, if you look back at that video of Mitch McConnell, which is very sad, uh, that's exactly what he said was, I'm fine. uh, Right. Yeah. At the end there. So, uh, but my reason for calling is, you know, I don't know if people know that there's a, uh, there's a beginning age limit to even service president, which is 35. That's right. So, so to say that it's um, discriminatory uh, in in that aspect, it doesn't. You know, it's uh, it's kind of talking out of both sides of your neck because it's and it'd be discriminatory discriminatory if I was only 32 years old and wanted to run for president um, and I was capable of doing it. So, you know, I don't think there's a problem with uh, with telling somebody, hey, it's time to retire at a certain age because you're fumbling the ball too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or even if you're not, day, right? What if you're not fumbling the ball but you're 80? you know, or you're 85 or whatever the age is that makes everybody uncomfortable. Hey, well, if, if the cutoff is 80, then the cutoff's 80. I mean, I can't serve until I'm 35. So that's right. uh, Who says, who says it's right on this side and wrong on that side? Um, Or just do a cognitive test. Just everybody has to take a test. If you want to run, you can run at 25 years old, but you need to be smart enough (laughs) to do it. Yeah. I mean, you Um, could maybe have to give a cognitive test at 35 too, especially these days, you know, why, why not? I know some very smart 35-year-olds and some that aren't very smart at all. Yep, so. I know. I think it's the same, Good right? Day. Good point, Jerry. And, uh, you know, he reminds me of uh, there's a passage in the book of Numbers. I usually say it's Leviticus for some reason, but it's actually Numbers. And uh, I think it's a very interesting passage. It's Numbers chapter 8, starting at verse 23. It says, The Lord said to Moses, this applies to the Levites. The Levites were the priests, okay? So these were the people that the, the tribe that God said, these people are going to run the temple. Okay, which incidentally, just a little theology for you, is who are the priests in the New Testament? 
That's the whole church, right? Not just the pastors. All right. In the Old Testament, there was a certain group of people who were designated to uh, run the show. This applies to the Levites. Men 25 years old or more shall come to take part and in the work of the tent of meeting. So basically, when you're 25, if you're a Levite back then, time to go to work, you're a pastor now, you're a priest. And you had to do all the work, sacrifices, and uh, all of the different things that were required of you. But then it says this, which I find really interesting. But at the age of 50, they must retire from their regular service and work no longer. They may assist their brothers in performing their duties at the tent of meeting, but they themselves must not do the work. This, then, is how you are to assign the responsibilities of the Levites. What there is you have, just as uh, our last caller was saying, is you've got a a date that you, you enter into this to being a priest at 25, but you also have an age when you are out. You're not out as far as participating. You're not out as far as help. You're not, you know, you're not just out on your ear. You are allowed to help the new people do their duties and be a part of it. But somewhere the line had to be drawn where you're not responsible for it and you're not actually doing the work, right? There's, you are there to help. I think that is something that we ought to think about with just about anything that we do, that there is certainly a time when you're qualified to do whatever the work is, you know, whether it's an age or it's a degree or a test that you take or something, somehow we qualify people to do things, okay? Um, But it is not wrong, I think, to say there is an age where your role has to change, where your role here in this case, it's not to to retire and, you know, go sit on the beach or spend your time worried about how you're going to survive. It is to give up the responsibility of the job in order to hand it to the new generation. Like there is a, actually a biblical statement here, I think, that is something that we should all think about. What do you think? 888-528-2557. Uh, Evan and Chino, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yeah, how are you doing? First Good. Off, love your show. Thank Good. you, Evan. All right. No, the only uh, thing I wanted to add is I, I believe we need to be really careful when we talk about making uh, amendments to the Constitution. Um, I know that there's been talk about adding Supreme Court justices or things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I myself would more more along the lines of just the cognitive testing, possibly. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Would the would the founding fathers have put a a high end age limit had they believed and understood that people might live and continue to serve into their nineties? Um, you know, back then that was unheard of. Uh, hardly ever happened. It was happened sometimes. Um, I don't know, but I think you, I think it's a little scary to limit people too much. Like I heard somebody today say 65 should be the limit to be president. I thought, well, you just eliminated a lot of presidents right there. Uh, and most, and a lot of the people running now. Good point, uh, Evan, 888-528-2557. John and La Mirada, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott, it's, it's an honor to speak to you. Thank you, John. Yeah, I really like the show because it gives a biblical perspective on current events. And Thank you. The like and such. Yeah. So uh, my opinion on this, I'm, I'm 36 years old. Um, my dad is 79. He's really sharp for his age. Uh, he's not as fast as he used to be, but he is really, um, he knows his, uh, he knows numbers and counting and all that stuff still. He's still uh, running the business and stuff. Yeah. And um, I think it could be very, it could vary from person to person, uh, you know, regarding, uh, speed and intelligence and uh, different things. But I also believe that, uh, you know, someone like um, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson would be really good at running the country, supposedly, because he 
has a lot of energy and a lot of good policies and stuff like that. He's Canadian, though, I think, right? Like, yeah, but then like also someone like Ben Shapiro would be good at running the country, and he's a lot younger, too. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there. I think it's uh, you know, it's a very difficult thing when you put sort of arbitrary limits. Yeah. Um, right? Um, but... Um, uh, and, you know, so it's just a complicated thing. All right. Thank you, John, for your call. Uh, real quick, Neil in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes, hi there, Pastor Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm in between breaks. And uh, anyways, I was calling because, uh, as I said to your uh, your intake caller there, uh, that they should uh, appoint uh, limits to terms for the federal judges. Instead of uh, for life. Excuse me, that's correct, because they're going after Trump right now. They're mostly Democrat judges that were appointed by Obama, and that's one of the reasons why it's leaning so heavily left. And I just have one little other thing to mention to you, sir, and that is that the doctor I think that you were referring to was was Trump's personal doctor when right. he lived in New York. Yes. But that doctor was not the doctor that goes to uh the hospital uh uh the name is escaping me now but you know where yeah bethesda i think that i think you're correct about that that was his personal doctor and he kind of made news because of his demeanor ronnie jackson who was uh a doctor for like three different presidents including trump he was the, the, the White House physician. Yeah. He is now a congressman. I, Neil, thanks for calling. I'm almost out of time here for the show. And uh, it's an interesting thing, the whole age thing. You know, something I would say to you, though, and especially if you're on the older side yourself, or one day you'll get there even if you're not. You know, when you have to make the decision in your life to retire or step down or step back or stop driving or those kinds of things that you don't want to do, can I give you this? Make those decisions for yourself before somebody else has to make them for you, before your kids have to make them, before your spouse has to make them. It's a much better thing to do that. I'll just leave you with that advice because we're out of time. You can watch the Pastor Scott Show now on KKLA.com. If you miss an hour of the show, subscribe to the Pastor Scott Show podcast wherever you get your podcast, And you can follow us now on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back with Hour 2 of the Pastor Scott Show as the Wednesday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.